welcome everyone to the online friend simulator because you know what everyone can use a friend even online i am francis aka the other guy and welcome to episode number six. Oh well the music's not gonna play in the background anymore that is this is the uh depression episode before we get started and talking about all that stuff, it's not going to be a big downer the entire time. Again, this is a roller coaster ride of fun. Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown on some feedback that I got on some previous episodes. So let's start off with episode number four, which was, um, what was the number, what was episode number four about friendship? I want to say that was the, uh, the friends episode. Uh, you got a friend in me. So this one comes from right cow left coast. Uh, he says, uh, Francis, you have to give yourself a, uh, you give yourself too little credit and hopefully we'll have more opportunities to interact. Um, this is a guy I met out at WonderCon. As you get older, you'll find that age, uh, the age of someone is not as important as what stage the individuals are in their life. People will be at different stages of their life at different ages. Friendship is magic and while not necessarily can be and not, and while not necessary can make the arduous journey that is life with all its difficulties, trials, and tribulations that much more interesting and hopefully easier. We are by nature social creatures, so being with those who will be friendly and supportive of you will enrich your time. Loyalty, generosity, kindness, laughter, and honesty. If you believe Lauren Faust, uh, who I believe is the creator of um, uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, uh, these are elements of harmony, the magic that is friendness. Friends are different things for different people. In the end, it is a form of a relationship, which hopefully is mutually beneficial for all involved. Looking forward to getting to know you better. Thank you very much, Right Cow Left Coast, for that. Um, yeah, well, uh, as I had mentioned to another person who uh, was a very kind um, friend of the show, Tommy, who is always there to uh, have fun. He's a fun guy. He's a fun dude. Uh, definitely has fun with uh, my posts and stuff. And he, um, he highly recommended episode number 40, really enough. And again, I can't remember what I talked about because, well, I am just that way. Um, but yeah, uh, so there you go. Thank you so much again. And yeah, I, you know, look, friends, uh, what is that? <laughs> I, I'm working on it. Um, it's difficult. It's, it's not easy for me specifically. And, and uh, as we get deeper into this particular episode, we'll find out more of why that is the case. So let's go on to episode number five of online friend simulator, also known as uh, confidence and toxic people. I had a couple comments here as well. One of which is from again, um, right cow left coast. He says, Francis, although I only met you once, I don't believe you are toxic. Well, yeah, it's difficult to tell sometimes when someone is toxic. Uh, it's especially difficult because again, as I'll be talking about later on in this episode, it's easier to hide, uh, such things, but I'll continue on with his comment. Again, you continue to undervalue yourself. Let me share with you about a toxic relationship with a fellow brony. We won't use his name, but his initials, SG. SG was an Iraq war vet and someone who professed to be a brony. We first significantly interacted with the person uh, when they declared they were about uh, to become homeless. As a community, we tried to help each other out as much as possible, but is that is the military brony community, especially when someone was in a drastic need. So over the course of two years, he bounced between people within the community living with them for spans of months before that individual could no longer afford or stand SG. Eventually, SG was near homeless again after another military brony was abused significantly by SG where they could no longer stand or support the individual. So SG came to San Diego and one of our better uh, and one of our better off within the community took the individual in. At first, the platitudes of SG were be believed uh, we took SG to job interviews, even to interview over 100 miles away. We took time out of um, individual uh, normal to attempt to, to improve SG's post-military life. Um, this occurred over the better part of a year. During this time, SG spent their VA check on alcohol and chew, raised the cost of the individual who hosted SG by hundreds of dollars due to the increased utility bills. SG damaged dozens of their host's items and failed attempts of food preparation and moved in their nearly homeless girlfriend who he got pregnant. 
eventually we could not afford him within our local community, so another military brony took him in at Northern California to the point where the actions and costs of SG's presence caused that host to become homeless themselves. We took in the former host who has been in Northern California, and they are now back on their feet. SG is who knows where, and we dread the memory they left behind, and were others of their parasitic nature. That is a toxic person, Francis. You are not toxic. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, So much uh, for that. Um, Right cow, left coast. I appreciate that. Yeah, and look, I'm I may not be um, blatantly toxic, but I do believe that I am emotionally and uh, mentally toxic to people. But again, um, this episode will hopefully explain a little more why that I believe why I believe that. Now, this one is from Tony Davis. Um, he's sent voicemails, which I don't know if I'm going to be playing in this episode because it is there's about like ten minutes worth of it. I need to edit it down, and I haven't had time to edit it down, unfortunately. So hopefully, I'll be able to edit down for the next episode, so you can uh, you know that voicemail works. So A and B, um, you'll uh, be able to. Um, hear uh, what he has to say in regards to some of the episodes. But right now I do have a comment from him. And Tony, if you're listening to this after the fact, I will get to your voicemails. They are not in vain. Um, it's just going to take me some time to actually get that out there. So I do appreciate it. As always, I had two from him, one from episode number three. And episode number three, I believe, was my um, Only the Lonely episode, uh, where I talk about how people try to cope with being lonely. Uh, he says, when I first started my YouTube channel in February of 2010, I, I started it as a form of therapy for me. That's why I do fa- podcasting. Basically, basically, I used my camera as someone to talk to, and I talked. I talked about my life, my health issues, my family situations, and things that bothered me. I eventually started doing other videos, mostly where I shared and still share my family moments and home movies. I would just post them to see if anyone would actually have anything to say about them, and I came to find out that people did have something to say. People really listened to my ramblings and heartfelt feelings about different things. I still do this to this day, and it still amazes me that people are interested in my money day in life. You know what? I am very amazed that people listen to me ever. <laughs> um, just to do a little plug, a little shout out. I am, uh, a, I was, I was guest co-host on a YouTube show, soon to be Twitch show called Super Geeked Up, um, where I was with a couple of cool people um, that's hosted by us. Uh, Jeff Burns, he is the proprietor of Super Geeked Up and also the guy who helps myself and my co-host Josh uh, make our way, um, you know, to other conventions and stuff like that because he's a cool guy. So um, go ahead and check that out. Supergeekedup.com is the website. You can check out the episode there as well. I... Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just uh, give him a shout out because I, I did co-host with him last night. But um, anyway, uh, the other comment uh, from Tony Davis uh, regarding episode number five. Uh, again, that is the uh, the friend episode. Uh, Francis, the only thing I can tell you is that is what I keep telling you. Know who you are and why you are. That's the best way I can put it. If no one is assured of that, oh, well, that's their problem, not yours. Know why you enjoy what you do. Understand why you think the way you do. Do a lot of soul searching. Know yourself and keep the, that assurance. Don't let anyone take the assurance of yourself away from you. They can influence it, hopefully for the better, but don't let them take it away from you. Know who you are and why you are. Um, that's a very interesting philosophy and mantra. Uh, I hope to... Uh, be able to adopt that someday, um, maybe not quite at the moment, <laughs> given, again, circumstances. Now, let's talk about, let's get into the meat. Uh, we are at the top of the, let me just, oh, actually, before we get started, um, I, I neglected to ask, and I am so, I apologize. How are you? How are you doing? What's been going on? You guys can be just like um, like these two who have written into the show. You can be like uh, Tony Davis and Right Cow Left Coast, and you can leave a you know leave something at, on the website at sincerestarcasm.net or an email at uh, ofsshow at gmail dot com, or you can leave a voicemail at three four seven four five zero four three three five. All of those are available for your uh, feedback goodness. Um, oh, look at this. And again, number one fan 
of the show, uh, Tommy. I just wanted he did email in, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, share with you what he said. He said I don't think that confidence is fooling oneself. I think that hubris is the word for fooling oneself about one's greatness. Episode number five was another very good episode, I thought. Thanks. Thank you, Tommy, as always. Um, you've always been there to check out uh, all of my um, my works and my episodes. I really do appreciate you, um, yeah, just being there and being an awesome listener and friend. So thank you again for that. I don't know how you'll feel about this one. We'll see. We'll find out, shall we? Um you know, oftentimes I put it out here live because I want spe- – honestly, a lot of the times I do these podcasts, I want specific people to listen um, because I don't think people quite I, – I mean, my biggest goal is hopefully that I am experiencing things that other people are experiencing as well. I want, I'm hoping that people are feeling the things that I'm feeling as well and we can relate. Again, this is all about relating to people, building a friendship, building a relationship and building a connection. And it's not always easy. And something I never really talk about and something I hide quite often, as if you check out Super Geeked Up, you will see wholeheartedly that I'm very capable of being smiley, happy-go-lucky. As a matter of fact, I'm talking a little fast right now because I'm a little excited. Um, Because this is a topic that's very near and dear to me. This is a thing that I never talk about to anybody. This is – I'm going to, to some degree – really open up because this is, I think there's only one person I talked to about this and that's Dave, the drummer and Dave, the drummer is a co-host of mine on another show called sincere sarcasm. And he and I, and Tommy, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, uh, <laughs> you know, we all kind of, we all know what's up, I guess in, in, in our own heads. And, um, you know, I, I was looking through Twitter and, and someone who I consider dear uh, is experiencing her, her own depression and it hurts. It hurts to see someone struggle. Um, I am not there for her right now, um, as I probably should be. But I also think she, I'm also under the impression that, look, nobody really wants my help anyway. So, I'm, yeah, it's self-defeating. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. My uh, disclaimer tonight is one one and only thing. This is based on my experiences and my experiences alone. This is not a generalized. This is not generalized in any way, shape, or form. This is not meant to uh, represent anyone else other than me. Okay? So this is just me. This is just what I'm going through. This is just the, the world and the life that I lead. So please be aware of that. This is not... I really want to emphasize this is no one else, (laughs) no one else, not representative of anyone else's experiences. Where to begin? (laughs) Where, where to begin? Um, That's a good question. Uh, This is a weird, this is a weird topic in the sense of It's been getting a lot of traction lately. Okay, so this is a thing that's been getting a lot of traction lately among celebrities. The Rock recently uh, wrote about it. Um, everyone experiences a different level of what they call depression. Um, there's clinical. There's all sorts of stuff. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Though I have sought therapy, I'm not going to claim I'm an expert about this at all. All I can do, like I said, is give based off my own experiences and talk about it from my own experiences. So that's the extent that I am going to do. But for a lot of people, how should I say this? Um, I've noticed lately, I should say for a lot of people, I noticed lately, yes, there is a renewed resurgence of its, of its, um, I guess of its exposure, you know, people are talking about it more. People are more open about it. Um, and again, I am not going to dictate anyone else's experiences, but everyone has a different way that they experience the word depression. I hate the word personally. When I was young, I believe that it didn't exist, despite the fact that I think I told in the first episode or two that um, I hated myself as a child. I want to kill myself as a child. Things like that. So, I mean, it must exist to some degree because 
yeah, who does that really? Um, those who suffer the worst are usually the ones that hide it the most. And again, that's different levels. Everyone experiences it differently. You know, it's funny because, you know, we used to be told as children, you know, we're not, at least we're not starving like the kids in Africa, or at least we're not this, that, and the other thing like the kids here, or the people there, you know what I mean? But that's all relative. Psychologically speaking, that's all relative. What one suffers and what one's, what, what's one experiences as pain differs per person. Everyone, when, when somebody looks at, like, for instance, I'll let me take it to a, a very basic level. You're watching a movie. I have a tendency to tear up over Harry Potter uh, trailers, for instance. Even the new Avengers trailer kind of gets me a little little wet behind the eyes because it, it brings back a lot of memories. Now, this is not depression. I'm just saying this is how emotions – trying to give like a little like a little 101 on how emotions work per person because I think we forget that. You know, we forget that emotions work differently per person. What is devastating for one is not devastating to another person. One man's trash is another man's treasure, as they say. So – some people look at the Harry Potter trailers, get excited. They're jumping up and down. They're happy. I look at a Harry Potter trailer, uh, for instance, like the new um, Fantastic Beast trailer. I get a little weepy because I love it. I mean, I love that world. I'm very, a big fan of that world. And so for me, I get excited. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm watching another Harry Potter movie. And I started to tear up a little bit because I remember, you know, watching from movie one to movie eight, reading books one through seven. I mean, I remember these things and it had an emotional impact on me because I really love that fantasy world and the characters and everything. Like that was a big deal to me. And so I got emotional. But for some people, they don't. One would look at me and say, what it was. Others would be like, okay, I get what you're coming from. That's all. That's all. That is like the most basic I can give for that. So pain. Why do people, some people cry at funerals and other people don't? Everyone copes differently. Everyone experiences everything differently. And we as people forget. We always forget. And I don't know why we forget how other people experience pain, how other people experience life. It's as if we didn't experience life ourselves. You know, like, oh, well, yeah, I have no idea how this person experienced life. Therefore, I can't relate. It's like we have to remember empathy exists. You know, empathy is very important. And it's very, um, it's very important when it comes to Something like depression. Now, I feel like the word depression has been diluted over the years. Um, people use it all the time when they feel sad. And there is a big difference between sad and depression. Sadness is something that goes away. For some, depression is with them forever or always. Or they learn to cope or they learn to manage or they learn to use drugs to help bring it at bay. You know, they they, they find a way to cope. They find a way to... You know, they find a way to get through it. So, yes, I feel like it's been a diluted term lately because a lot of people use it haphazardly. It's, it's used as a term for feeling sad that they didn't pass a test. I'm so depressed they didn't pass a test or I'm so depressed that um, I, my team didn't win. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, it's a term that, ex that expresses how you feel about something. Completely understandable. That's wonderful. Only problem is, is that as time went on, people who suffered from depression. So, yeah, I think that people who truly experience like clinical or have been diagnosed with depression, uh, um, they get, they feel like, their condition is being belittled when I mean, it may not necessarily be belittled, you know, I mean, people again, experience and feel things differently. And I think it's also a term. I mean, people really want to claim terms nowadays. We want to claim a term that's hours and hours alone and the presses want to claim the word depression. Uh, it's very strange, but anyway, right enough of that, enough of the, uh, I guess like the, the fluff. So yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's what I was diagnosed with a while ago. Um, I was, uh, t 
told that that was what I was experiencing. I was provided medication for what I was experiencing. And I experienced that. Um, I was provided a, an antidepressant. I was able to afford it for about a good six months or so. And then, as is with life, I didn't have a home. I didn't have uh, money. Uh, so, therefore, I had to go off it. It was a long time ago. Haven't been back on it since. And there's a good reason why I haven't been back on it since either. Uh, the biggest reason is because I didn't like how it made me feel. That was number one. I didn't like how it made me feel. And number two, um, I just, I just, I need, I didn't want that. I wanted to learn how to cope. I wanted to learn how to manage. I wanted to have methods that helped me get through life. And unfortunately, I never really quite learned them. So how, what does that relate to the other, the last two episodes? Well, when it comes to making friends, I'm very good in, it's very hard to be a friend to someone who suffers from depression. It's very difficult. It's not the easiest thing to do because we can only pretend to be happy for so long. <laughs> we can only put the facade up for so long. Eventually it drops and we show our true selves. You know, we express our emotions. We share our thoughts and feelings and it's not easy to handle because our thoughts and feelings are amped up to level 11. The average person for the most part, and again, I'm only basing this off of my own experiences. There's my Continued disclaimer, this is only based off me and my own experiences. But the vast majority of people that I've met so far, including my ex, couldn't handle it for very good reason. It's hard. <laughs> we can be difficult to manage. Now, fortunately, I know a lot of people who have managed it. As a matter of fact, the... Um, a podcast you should listen to, No Ordinary Nerd. I've mentioned them quite a few times in the past. I, I, I'm big fans of them. They're advocates for mental health and 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 uh, prevent and removing the stigma of mental illness. You could never you would if you if you talk to them or listen to their podcast or or hang out with them, you'd be hard pressed to believe they ever were in this. You know, that they suffer from anxiety, that they suffer from depression. It's hard because they are happy people. Now, I don't know if that's the facade that they're putting up. I don't know if that's them putting up a mask. But they're very, very, very good at showing a good side of themselves. I am not that way. <laughs> As you can tell from the last two episodes, the reason why I don't, you know, the reason why I was all uppity about friends is because I cannot keep them. It's it's hard for me. The reason why... I don't, I don't have or, or, or talk to or, or try very hard is because I don't feel I even deserve them. And people's instincts is to say, no, of course you do. Of course you do. You're fine. Human being, you're fine. The problem is that's the other thing that a lot of people I don't think really quite understand. Depression is a, is a chemical imbalance in the brain certain neurotransmitters are making it their way to the right spots that makes a normal person normal. And when I mean normal, I mean, you know, not, <laughs> you know, not suicidal or something. Normal people don't think, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to kill myself. Or you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to um, lay in bed and never get up. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to eat to excess until I feel no feelings anymore. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to drink until I am drowned in so much booze I can't feel pain. Normal people don't experience that. People with mental illness do. So it's hard sometimes, I believe, for some people to really grasp that even though they mean well, our biggest enemy is ourselves. For depressed people, their biggest, our biggest enemy is our own mind. We don't believe, just like we believe that the sun is that rises in the morning and sets in the evening, just like we believe that the sky is blue, we believe we do not deserve 
any good thing. We do not deserve happiness. We do not deserve love. We do not deserve friendship. We do not deserve anything. And notice I'm using the word deserve. I mean, we really feel we don't deserve it. We feel that everyone else does. That everyone is entitled to be happy except us. That is part of what goes on in the mind, at least for me, and probably some other people who are depressives. That is what we experience. Oh, I never got to the fun stuff. Well, I'll get to the fun stuff at the end. I realized I went straight into the, to, to the downturn of the roller coaster. We're already in the downturn. Let me go ahead and <laughs> let's, 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 uh, I'll, I'll get through it and then we'll go back on the upturn about the good stuff that's been happening lately. All right. So part of, again, again, it's being negative. When I talk about me being toxic is because I do believe I'm toxic. I, I overthink things. I take things to the next level. When I, there was, um, last year, there was a girl, um, I fancied her quite a bit and I did everything I could to make this person happy. Long distance really wouldn't have worked out anyway, but I was so desperate to be, to be out of this feeling, you know? And it didn't work out because the moment I'm like, oh, look, this person really could possibly make me happy. My brain switched on and said, whoo, slow down there, feller. Slow down there, cowpoke. That's not how this works. You're going to be miserable, my, my friend. You're going to be miserable. And for eight months, cried like a baby almost every day. I almost, ki- I've almost gotten myself killed in car accidents because I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. I couldn't think. I didn't sleep. I ate. I'm, I'm, I'm gaining so much weight because I ate to excess. I'm still eating to excess. Food is my, food became my therapy. Well, it has always been my therapy really, uh, but it became more so over the last year. And so I kept doing it and doing it because I'm like, this person is great and wonderful and shouldn't be friends with me, shouldn't have anything to do with me because I'll just make her life miserable, blah, blah, blah. That's what came through my mind. That's what I was thinking the entire time. Like, oh, this is, I can't, I can't have this. I can't have something positive. What is wrong with me? And so my brain immediately, and I'm simplifying the process, you know, because it's always there. For for a lot of people who suffer from this, this, it's always in the back. It's always a, in the back of your mind that like, oh, well, yeah, well, you know, bad stuff only happens. You know, you deserve the bad stuff and stuff like that. So it's there. It's just there. Just sitting there in the back of your head, just standing there. Tony uh, writes uh, is in, in the chat here, uh, letting me know. Uh, he said, uh, "He says for me, it's not a thing of me believing that I deserve to be happy. I totally believe that I do deserve that. Well, good. I'm glad. You should. You should. You do deserve it. Uh, you have the. Uh, I have the issue of no one understands me. I'm alone, and there's no one for me. I am meant to be alone. That is a basic issue in my depression issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that." I mean, not to, not to make things worse or better. At least in the part of the no one understands me part, it's hard to understand. I completely get why it's hard for someone who doesn't feel what we feel to understand where we're coming from because their brain doesn't work that way. Their brain isn't wired that way. We don't have someone who can, we, cause we ourselves really don't know how. I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but I myself don't know how to explain how I feel. I myself don't know how to put into words. This is how I feel. This is how, this is why I'm feeling this way. For me, it's just there. It's like a, it's like a shirt. I, it's like an, uh, um, it's like the hair on my arms. 
I mean, it's there. It's always there. But how do you explain? It's like, but how do you explain that to somebody? Like there's this layer of this feeling, you know, maybe you can, I mean, hopefully you can Tony. I mean, hopefully you're, you're able to do that for myself. It's, it's a little harder because I don't, a, I don't want to tell anybody. Even I'll tell them here, but this is, this is here is it's easy. It's here. It's easy to do on a podcast. It's easy to do on Twitch. It's easy to do that because letting people know that how you feel about your depression, it's easy to do here because no one's going to, you don't have to worry about it. Who's going to, who's going to judge you on here? I mean, yeah. Okay. No, I take that back. People will judge you. <laughs> they will, people will always judge you. But when you look at these, when you look at it, when you look at these people, uh, when you look at, when you look at, um, how this medium works. What will happen is, is that people will listen, consume, and for the most part, not do anything. When I did my old Geek Love Radio podcast, I had hundreds of listeners every episode. One person wrote in every once in a while. (laughs) Or one person left a voicemail every once in a while. Like, it just happened very rarely that people wanted to interact with the show that was about something that everyone experienced. In this case, maybe that's the same way. Um, but yeah. So to, to go with the friends part, it's, you know, to go with the, the toxic part, being friends with, let alone being in a relationship with a person like me is draining. I know a couple. One person who's bipolar, the other one is not. The woman that the, the wife is amazing, strong, funny, confident. He's also the same way, but he also suffers from these from depre- from from bipolar you know, this bipolar disorder, where he's manic, up all night, do getting stuff done, then depressed, down in the dumps, can't do anything, immobile. And she's there supporting him every step of the way. I would, oh, my kingdom, my kingdom for a woman like that. But it's, it's very, it's a very special, it's, it's very special. It's, it's the reason why a lot of people who suffer from depression are alone. It's the reason why a lot of people suffer alone. So, uh, Tony writes in as well. He says, uh, I know I don't want to tell anyone that I believe that I'm meant to be alone. And if you like me, then there must be something wrong with you. I have to fake it a lot and find people who make me a better person and how I can make them a better person is why I have the attitude that I do. See, that's very, very positive. I am not that way. (laughs) I am very one-sided in that all I want is to make other people better. I don't want to be better. I don't. I don't want to be better because I lived with this. My, I mean, I, this is me my entire life. I'd be afraid. It's like a, it's like somebody, like it's like uh, being in the snow, and the only warmth is this feeling, and then somebody taking that away from you. They take this blanket away from you that's keeping you, you know, from the cold. That's tough, but I mean, you know, that's why you're such a positive influence for a lot of people, Tony, because you have a give and take relationship when it comes to these things. Not only do you want to make other people better, but you want to also become better as a result of these people. You want to keep people around who make you better. And that's important. Now, mind you, again, I look at my own life. I don't have anyone around in all honesty. I don't have any friends. I'm not very, I'm not very open with my family. We've never had a really close relationship. I used to be close with my sister, but I mean, she moved on with life as a husband, as a life. I have no one. And that's tough. And that is why, you know, it's funny because the current mantra for people who are depressed is a lot of people go out there and say, I'm there for you. I'm here if you need me. The only problem is, again, from my own experience, Depressed people are not going to go out and ask people for help. We're not. You know why? Because we're depressed. <laughs> because we don't feel we deserve to have help. We don't feel like we should be helped. You know, a lot of us don't want to. Again, we just 
don't we have these feelings and thoughts in our heads that just keep us from doing things that are positive. And so when people say, come to me, I'm open, come to me whenever you need help, we're not going to do it. It's why people, you know, have you noticed lately, at least, you know, like on the news or something, when they find out somebody died, look at um, Robin Williams, look at Chester from Lincoln Park. They were so happy yesterday. They were so happy. These these big actors with all of these friends and these families, they were so happy and they, they look so, well, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. We're going to look happy on the outside. It's what we do. We, we're, we, you know, I think part of the reason why I want other people to be happy is because we, we know what it feels like. We don't want anyone to feel like what we do. We don't want that. That's the last thing we want anyone to feel is how we feel. And so we help make people feel better. Robin Williams through comedy. His was comedy. Chester from Lincoln Park. It was music. This was their expression, their way to help people. They found a way. Me, it's through podcasting. Doing guest co-hosting bids on, uh, on Super Geeked Up. Making stupid jokes about Loki Pokey sticks and stuff like that. Being there for people, that's what I do. Friends that I don't talk to anymore, they, I, I, I'll on occasion get a call and be like, I need help doing, I, I need help with this. All right, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll help with it. Help them and never hear from them again until they need me again. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, if that's what I'm there for, that's what I'm there for. Fine. But that's the thing. Is that, you know, there's this new, there's this new, like a revolution right now in helping people with depression, helping people with mental illness. And it's for it works and it doesn't because for the ones who suffer the worst, they're not going to go out and ask for help. They're not going to be the ones to go out and be like, talk to me. They're not going to be the ones calling the hotlines. They're not the ones who need the help the most because the ones who are willing to call the hotlines are the ones that are willing to look for help. And that's great. And they deserve to be helped and they are struggling and they need that person to be there for them. Again, there's a friend online who I feel dreadful for not being there for them. But I also don't think they want me to be there for them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they want me to be there. It's a terrible feeling to have, but I don't think they do. And it hurts, but that's beside the point. There's people there who want to be helped. There's people there who want to, to find peace and they want to find a way out. And a lot of people do. There's a lot of people who do. But I'm in the camp. And maybe this is my call. I mean, again, I never really confess this. And I'm not going to ask for anybody's help either. I'm just, I'm just not. <laughs> I've been tempted. Don't get me wrong. I've been tempted. But I'm not going to do it. Well, it's because I'm, I'm fine for the most part. Or I could be lying. Who knows? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty used to lying nowadays. <laughs> so you never know. But for those of you out there who are advocates for helping those who are suffering through this stuff, don't just passively ask and be like, Hey, I'm there for you. Just talk to them every day. You know, whoever you want to talk to, talk to somebody who you feel may be suffering from this every day. Maybe not every day. Once a week even is pretty good. Every day is excessive. Don't do it every day. <laughs> Once a week. Check up on them. Don't wait for them to to ask you or talk to you because they're not going to do it. Because they're too busy lying in bed all day. Or they're too busy staring at a wall. I spent many days, weeks even, staring at walls. Just waiting for time to pass. I've done it. <laughs> Oh, these walls have seen my eyes. <laughs> it happens. So don't wait. Talk to some, you, the person who is healthier mentally, you, the person who is able to help, you go out there. And if you know someone who's suffering, you talk to them. Don't let, don't wait for them to come to you because they're, some of them will, but not all of them. 
And the ones that you miss are the ones that don't necessarily. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> live forever under this guise, but some of them don't. Some of them don't. There was um recently an Indian woman, a uh, news reporter, I want to say. It was an Indian woman? I don't remember. I knew there was a news reporter. She briefly made it into Twitter um, trending topics. Killed herself. Left a note. Talking about what was going on. Nobody knew she was going to do it. Did it. it. Happens all the time. All the time. That douchebag on YouTube that did the video in the Japanese suicide forest. A lot of Japanese go there. Nobody knows. Mostly because they don't have friends or they don't have family. And then they just take their own life. So be aware is all I'm trying to say is be there for these people. This is a really weird topic to be talking about because I'm, I'm not used to talking about this. It's just, it's hard for a lot of us. Harder than, for those who's, who suffer from this, life is on, it isn't even on hard mode. It's on extreme. And it's on impossible. For anyone who's played Guitar Hero, it's like, through the fire and flames, on expert, blindfolded. We're trying to get 100%. We're trying to get 50%. On, on Through the Fires and Flames, which is Through the Fires and Flames is a great song, by the way. <laughs> Dragon Force, underrated. Uh, even though that's the only song I know from them. <laughs> but power metal is really interesting for a genre of music. Anyway. So, yeah. Be there. Um, because these people are, that's how they're living life. That's how we're living life, some of us. That's how I feel like I'm experiencing life. Every little thing, every little thing just tears me apart. And I never talk about it and I never say anything. I don't. I just don't. Because what's the point? But a lot of these people do suffer alone. A lot of these people die alone. Let's make sure, let's, again, if you're one of those advocates, even if you're not, let's make sure they don't. In high school, I don't know what I'm talking, look, I'm not going to do anything to myself, by the way, people. It sounds like, it, it's, a little, it, I'm not. That I, I'll stare at this camera, I'm not going to do anything to me. But I do, I, I mean, but there's so many stories of people who do do stuff to themselves. It's, it's crazy. I, I recently told the story uh, to my coworkers the other day of a high schooler who looked a lot like me in high school who was in love with um, a dude. Uh, this is before um, homosexuality, homosexuality was more widely accepted. It was still a joke for a lot of people. This particular person. Again, this was a story. I don't even. Know. This is this is me. This is me telling a story that I heard from a person that I, that heard from a person that heard from a person. So this could be a completely inaccurate story. But the the, the guy did die and he killed himself because this guy who he was in love with didn't love him back. Now there's some details in there that I'm not going to share because I I don't know if they're true or not. But again, the guy did at least did do bet that in the end. Anyway, so that's why I did the last two episodes and why I'm going to work harder to not do those last two episodes. It's not always, I, I, I don't, I don't need this to be the medium where I am just completely bare, where my soul is bare. That's not my goal. That's not what I want. I want this to be a place where I can where I can let other people know that even though they're struggling, they're not struggling by themselves. And sometimes that's enough. 
it helps me. It helps me sometimes to know that I'm not alone in my struggles, that I'm not alone feeling this way. Ideally, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, I'd be happy again. Because I was happy once. Once. Like genuinely happy. <laughs> you know. There was a, there was a period of time where I felt on top of the world. It's been a very long time since I felt that way. Not to say I don't feel joy. Not to say that that does not, not not an experience I have. I still feel joy. I still feel good. But genuine happiness has eluded me for quite some time. And I don't know where to find it again. Last time I found it in love. Love was what helped me be happy for a long time, for years. I'm not saying that's the answer for me again. It's definitely a road and an option I'm willing to take <laughs> if it ever presents itself. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. So there you go. I don't know if I express everything I want to express. I think this is a huge topic that requires way more than the time I'm willing to give it here. I don't want to spend two hours talking about this thing because I could, I really could. Because I, yeah, again, my own experiences, I am not talking for anyone else, but my own self. Others who have experienced this, I hope it's not as bad. Or if it is, I hope you find people who will be actively asking for asking you how you're doing. I guess the last question is, why don't I help? Why don't I offer my assistance? Why don't I ask people? Well, I'm hoping it's fairly obvious. It's because I'm in it too. <laughs> it's hard to swim upstream with someone on your back. Maybe, maybe one day when I'm better, if I'm ever better, I will until that day. I don't know. Well, that's it. Um, there you go. I hope, I hope this gave you insight into why I was the way I was the last couple episodes. Um, I overthink things. I, I, I really want, I don't want to make mistakes. I really want to make people happy and I don't want to upset anyone. And I've upset some, I'm fairly certain I've upset, I've upset this person that made me feel toxic. That reminded me that I'm toxic. That reminded me of what a, of a shite human being I am. That's the other thing. You can't convince us that we're not sometimes. It's just a stupid thing. And the funny, okay, last thing, last thing, promise, last thing. I promise is the last thing. We, I, at least I do. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm very aware that my brain is lying to me. But I'm also very aware that it's hard to tell the difference between a lie and the truth in my own brain. It's hard. When my brain tells me what a terrible human being I am, I know it's a lie, but at the same time, when it tells me I'm okay, I also think that's a lie. So what's the truth and what's the lie in your own head? I don't know. This is the struggles we have. This is the problems we have. Why don't I go back on medication? Well, when I was on it, I didn't feel anything. Now, mind you, I can find out the medications. I just don't want to be on medication. I don't like altering my brain chemistry more than it already has. It just doesn't feel right to me. And again, I've been, I haven't been this way forever. I feel I can get out of it. Given the right set of circumstances, I can get out. Or not. Anyway, I'm fairly certain that if anyone listens to this, hopefully they have some thoughts, feelings, etc. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send it to me. Send me those thoughts. Send me those feelings. OFSshow at gmail.com. Again, uh, thanks uh, to Tommy for writing in there. 
You can also leave a message on sincerearsarcasm.net. Tony, thank you so much for leaving comments. And again, uh, Right Cow Left Coast, when you're listening, thank you so much for leaving a comment on there as well. I really do appreciate it. You can send a voicemail. Uh, 347-450-4335 is the phone number. You can send a voicemail. I won't play it. Um, Tony, again, I love your voicemails. Uh, we need to try to keep them short. I want to be able to play some voicemails. Uh, but let's see if we can keep them short. If you do leave a voicemail, try to keep it, keep it, um, uh, I think that the voicemail length is three minutes. Try to keep it within that time. I'll be happy to play your voicemails. But uh, Tony, I will be playing your voicemails. I promise. Next episode. Um, and uh, they say, since there's sarcasm.net, you can also hit me up on Twitter, AKA the other guy. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on whatever podcast uh, thingy you're on, um, at AKA the other guy. Oh, I did that already. Sorry. If you're fine, <laughs> at AKA the other guy is my Twitter handle and my Twitch handle. If you're on, if you're, that's what I was going to say. If you're listening to on there, I go live on Twitch. I don't know when. I don't have a schedule, but. I'll post it on Twitter when I'm about to go live. So if you're interested in listening, you can check it out there. <sighs> it's all right, Tony. It's cool that you're a rambling man. Uh, I'm with you. I ramble too. I think I spent this whole episode rambling. I mean, it's, it's almost an hour long. Like I don't, I try to keep it under half an hour and it's almost an hour. I'm like, geez, I should really want to stop. Um, but yeah, uh, also if you have the iTunes and the, uh, the Apple podcasts or even on Google play, you know, wherever you happen to find this, just leave a little review, let other people know that you're enjoying it. That review helps other people find this show. So if you give it a five star review or even a one star, if you hated what I just did, leave a one star. I'm cool with that. But if you want to leave a five star, it lets other people know that this exists, shares the wealth when people are looking for podcasts. This will show up more often if you leave a review. So go ahead and do that on your iTunes or your Apple uh, podcast or your your Google Play or wherever you happen to be listening to this. Please leave a review. It's very uh, it's very nice if you do, and I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Um, and lastly, uh, my website has everything. SincereSarcasm.net has it all. So if you're interested in, in in anything that I do, it'll be there. Uh, next week, a brand new episode. I promise it'll be much lighter, much more happy. I'll be talking more about the fun stuff. I promise. I felt like this was a necessary. This one, I was waiting on this one. This one, this episode, I really was waiting on because I felt like this is a deep, big, deep episode. But after my last two, I figure I need to explain myself. So that's why I'm doing it. So go ahead and check it out uh, next week when I do something a little more happy. All right. Thank you again, Tony, for for hanging out with me tonight for the show. Uh, thanks everyone who listens afterwards. Much appreciated. And uh, just remember, you've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. I promise I won't sing every time I end this thing, but I can't help it because the song's there. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.